Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, October the 28th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Josh Crash Davis. Crash, we have 22 NBA squads in play tonight. What a beautiful slate it's going to be. I'm a little pissed off about last night. I am not mm -hmm. a happy camper. I've been grinding at the NBA, checking it out last night and today. I am ready to kick some ass tonight. Me too, Coach. I am definitely ready to do that as well. So 11-game um, slate, like you said, 22 teams. Uh, some really good games, some games that I'm probably not going to look at at all and a little bit in between. So it's going to be a good slate for us. I have a feeling about it, good feeling about it. It really is. And I'm with you, man. So what we're going to do today with this group here, hopefully we get a bunch more people in here. We are uh, usually everybody drifts in. Yep. They're starting to drift in. So uh, we're going to go over, break down every game. We're going to try to keep it shorter today. I know we've been a little long winded lately, but I know everybody's got to have time to build some lineups here. So we're going to really try to push through uh, and get through all 11 games in an hour or less. So hopefully uh, you're ready to commit that amount of time. And we're going to look at ownership. We're going to look at uh, defensive rating and pace and uh, injuries. A lot of different things that are going on that a lot of moving parts in the NBA. And we're going to get you as prepared as possible. We're also going to build a two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP lineup because I still believe we are very close to popping one of those as well, and I want to mm -hmm. have everybody to have some exposure there. Uh, we'll finish up the end of the podcast with giving away two tickets to the Millie Maker on Sunday, or if you want to move those funds to NBA tonight, you are welcome to do that also. So um, we've got the whole thing going today, Crash, so no sense installing. Uh, appreciate everybody that's jumped in here. Uh, Mr. Mike Tyson, Earl the Pearl himself, first one in chat today. He is the winner, and he, he did it by quite a bit. He uh, he beat Nathan Feudy to the punch. Nathan's usually quick in there, uh, so congratulations, Earl. Thank you for being the first one in. Nathan Feudy, hello. Good afternoon, Niall Simmons. Aloysius 5, what's the skinny? Stacks money 77. Why would I fade Luca? What am I thinking, Mr. 77? There, stacks money 40 point triple doubles. I say it all the time Luca, Giannis, and the Joker with just oh gosh, I'm so angry. JT, uh, what's going on? Aaron Sampson with no P, just S A M S O N. Uh, Travis Wyndham owner of all the Wyndham Hotels, I believe, if not mistaken. Uh, Rico Harris, how are you, sir? King of Smack, what is the skinny? Um, everybody eating chalk tonight, Portland, Orlando. Got guys, a lot low-owned guys. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to, Yeah, as always, I have some very low-owned guys, hopefully some two-percenters. Uh, I will be chomping a little chalk, though. I think some of it's unavoidable with uh, guys like Lillard out and stuff like that. So we'll get to all of that. 
Uh, boy from Cali is in the building. How are you, boy from Cali? What's the skinny? All right. Uh, let's go. Let's get after this. Owner of an 08 Chevy truck, Travis Wyndham is. That's mm. just a, a front so that you can hide all that Wyndham uh, money. I, I get it. You're trying to go below the radar. I think that's a good way to do it there, Travis. Um, eat the chalk, coach, and crash. Well, I will eat some. And I will have my normal contrarian plays that hopefully will get us to the promised land. So, Crash, you are, I can smell the wood burning there from all of those brain, brain. Yeah. I love it. Um, All right. We are ready to attack this slate. Uh, Again, thank you to everybody for jumping in. I have to say hello to my favorite person, Katie. And then we can get this show on the road first game crash if you're ready i'm ready 7 p.m we have two seven o'clock games the first one is the three and one at the atlanta hawks at the one and four detroit pistons mr bogdanovich is out for atlanta my one of my favorites Jaden ivy questionable for detroit uh mr bagley and burks also out still for Detroit. So Ivy's the news that we need there. Uh, if we get any breaking news during the pod and we're missing it and it's not flashing up on the screen, feel free to throw it in Discord. Also, if you have any questions, please throw them right there in Discord and we will answer everyone like we always do. Also, if you're watching right now on YouTube, we'd really appreciate a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. Click the alert in the upper corner. This way you know when any of our podcasts post. We have a nice MLB World Series preview podcast that posted about an hour and a half ago. Please check that out for tonight's game or throughout the uh, entire World Series. Also, uh, we will be live every day, 445 through the weekend, tomorrow, Sunday, going into next week with NBA every day. And of course, you can catch us 650 on Thursdays and 8 p.m. Saturday nights for the NFL podcasts. If you're watching live on Twitter, please hit the like and retweet. We'd really appreciate that. And if you want to join us here at DFS Coach Talk, you can go to our, uh, right to our website, dfscoachtalk.com. can sign up for as little as a three-day pass. If you're looking to just get all of the action today, Saturday, and Sunday, $10 pass. We also have the Lucas special still available for the NBA season and that is going across the bottom of the screen and we would love to have you join uh, what we think is the best community i know is the best community in the dfs provider world so appreciate all of you let's get to business back to this atlanta detroit game let's talk real quickly about pace of play in this game uh crash atlanta is eighth in uh basketball as far as pace detroit right behind them at 10th So you've got two good pace games, about equal. No major pace up or pace down for either one. Defensively, Atlanta playing a little bit better defense than we're used to. They're 11th, Mm -hmm. which is surprising. Detroit toiling still around the bottom of the league, 28th, as most young teams do. So that's the, uh, the situation. Now, we've been talking usage a lot on huge slates like this. It's a little hard to go into usage on every team. But when we do have smaller slates, definitely catch those podcasts because 
we're reviewing all the usage numbers, which is massive. If you want to check those out on your own, go to basketball-reference.com. Just go to NBA and down to advanced stats. You can click on usage and you can move players around on and off the court, see who's getting the ball, who's getting the action. And that really does make a big impact. So check those out. We're utilizing that along with all of our other tools here, uh, ownership, et cetera, to build these lineups. All right, Crash, that's all the wind I got for this first go through. Let's mm-hmm. get to a breakdown on this Hawks-Pistons game that starts the slate. Okay. I like a couple of plays on each side. Uh, pay up once again. This is a matchup we had on Wednesday, I believe. Um, Trey Young, my favorite pay up in this game. 9800 on DraftKings, 9400 on FanDuel, $42 on Yahoo. Uh, I like John Collins again, although his price has gone up since Friday, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, um, He's 7000 on DraftKings, 76 on FanDuel. Probably going to be too much. Yeah, uh, Yahoo, $25. That's solid. I could get to that. And then on to the, Detro- the Detroit side, um, Cade Cunningham is a good play. He's 8000 on DraftKings, 7500 on FanDuel, $31 on Yahoo. Can okay. probably get you close to what you would get with Trey Young for considerably less. Okay. And then Rohan Bogdanovich, I mean, he he has really found a home in Detroit. Yeah. And um, I like him at 5900 on DraftKings and $18 on Yahoo the most, 6000 on FanDuel. He will be a core play for me tonight. Okay. Uh, and that's it for this game. You know, I, I still always get a chuckle because when I, I'll never forget when both B Bogdanoviches came into the league. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to Dawson and we're looking at this. Is This has to be a mistake. There can't be two guys with the first initial B with the exact same spelling of Bogdanovich on the other side. Right. Right. And it was, they just, and they both came into the league at the same time. So, I know people still get confused, but remember the Atlanta Bogdanovich is out. Mm -hmm. The Detroit Bogdanovich is playing tonight and is in a good spot. So uh, I just, I still get a kick out of that anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but I, you know, I'll I'll tell you, Trey Young is, I think a solid play tonight. I really do. I, I think he's in a game like this with a decent pace against a bad defense. He's Mm -hmm. my favorite play on the Atlanta side. Um, Paying up for him is a decision to be made on again with a lot of great plays tonight, but I I do think he's in a terrific spot here and I do like him for sure. Um, other than that though, again I've been on Collins, but his price has skyrocketed the, this first week and a half of the season or so. As far as I mean, he was in the the high fives. Now he's in the mid sevens already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's a bad play. I just don't know value wise if he's there. So that's one spot I'm not sure about really not looking to go anywhere else on Atlanta other than Trey on the Detroit side. You know, I do want to know if Ivy's in or out. That's very important to know. And if he's limited because, you know, Cunningham possibly playable more so for me, if Ivy's out, Mm -hmm. but again, with DeJounte Murray defense, you know, uh, not positive that, that I want to go there. Yeah. But if, if Ivy's in the mix, uh, it, you know, it certainly takes a little of that usage away from Cunningham Bay and Bogdanovich in particular. Um, so not uh, waiting for that news, which we'll have before lock without question Cunningham, a possibility, 
And um, I do like your call on Bogdanovich. I think he can stretch the floor, obviously a terrific three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it makes it a little bit tougher uh, guard for Collins. I do think their best defender, DeAndre Hunter, remains on Sadiq Bay. So yeah. uh, I'm with Jan Bogdanovich. I think his price is right, and he's in a good spot. That would be the spot I'd go on Detroit myself. Mm-hmm. All right, game two, my friend. Also 7 o'clock, the two early games. Charlotte, 2-2 two and two at Orlando, 0-5. Oh uh, we have a lot to talk about injury-wise here. We've got Cody Martin and Terry Rozier more than likely out. And, of course, LaMelo Ball has not played yet with a bad ankle. And then all kinds of guys out for Orlando. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be part of that chalk that uh, Boy from Cali was talking about here with Orlando. But uh, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Gary Harris, Jonathan Isaac, Jalen Suggs, and Mo Wagner. All hurt, and they're also in the Wenbanyama stakes here. I mean, you know, five games in and you've got six of your top 10 players out, six of the top right. nine players out. So I guess my question to you, Crash, and uh, we can we can look at, do you want to look at ownership now since we're on this chalky Orlando team? Sure. Let's let's glance at that and then we'll get get your breakout. So let's let's talk about how this is going to impact this slate with all these Orlando players out because it looks similar you know, to what the Spurs were, not that the Spurs aren't still dominant, but basically Charlotte at Orlando and Chicago at San Antonio has like eight of the top 10 projected own players. Mm-hmm. So that definitely puts uh, a bit of a, a twist on things. So right now, Crash on DraftKings, the highest owned projected player is Franz Wagner. He's $6,400, 31% projected ownership. Also, right. Dennis Smith Jr., his second highest owned player, uh, projected at 24 and a half percent. He's 6,300, which is, you know, again, that's not giveaway money. So those two. And then uh, Shaden Sharp, uh, third in the Houston-Portland game. Mm-hmm. So how about that for 24 percent ownership yeah. uh, on a rookie? Makes uh, sense, though, with Dame out. So Exactly. Josh Richardson, 5,400, still remaining popular uh, like he was uh, in the last game. Justice Winslow. How's that for a strange one? Uh, That is really weird. Oh, no, my mouse just died. Is that possible that my mouse could have just died? It did. Now what? Oh, my goodness. This is a tragedy because I'm on my big monitor I'm going to have to open up my laptop. Let me take (laughs) over here for a minute while you're doing that. Um, Oh, my Lord. So next after after Winslow is Paulo Benchero. Benchero, excuse me. There you go. On DraftKings, uh, 20.3% owned. Then you have Trey Jones at 19.9%. Gordon Hayward at 18. And Damian Jones. I don't get that play. Well, he's supposed to start, so that could be. But he's going up against Rudy Gobert in the in the paint. It is overreaction, I think, of his starting role, probably. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's bad chalk, honestly. Yeah, it's it's risky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
any keep going go do a few more and then and okay. then i'll jump on i've already yeah, I know how far you wanted me to go so uh Wendell like Carter four. jr 6900 he is looking at 16.7 percent owned uh yusuf nurkic 7200 16.4 percent anthony simon 7100 15.8 malcolm brogdon 4800 um 15.7. And then we have Kelly Oubre Jr., 6,200, 14.7. Keldon Johnson, 7,200, 14.4. Marcus Smart, 5,500, 13.6. And Monte Morris, 13.6, 5,500 as well. Excellent. And I'm going to jump right on. So everybody's already on this focus of ownership because that is huge. This leverage piece is giant. A lot different on FanDuel, so let's touch on that briefly here. Josh Richardson, number one there. Monte Morris, number two. Mm -hmm. um, you've got Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr. Again, you're getting a lot of ownership from the Charlotte-Orlando game. Um, I've, I've gone from my giant monitors down to my laptop. This is really wild. I'm having to deal with uh, my eyeballs now. Um Chris Dapp's Porzingis, very popular tonight, Crash. Thought I thought that was interesting. interesting. $7,200. Yep. Yeah. Trey Jones, Gordon Hayward, Dennis Smith Jr., Yusuf Nurkic. These guys are all up there. Then the highest owned real expensive guy is your man Giannis. Mm -hmm. On FanDuel, he's projected at 22.5%, even though he's got that 11.8 number, which you know we proved that even 12.3 or whatever – Luca did not matter, so we'll see if Giannis is going to be in the same boat uh, against the Knicks tonight. Right. Uh, this one, this one was a, a bit stunning, and I don't have the the stomach for it. But that right now projected twelfth highest owned guy on Fanduel is Denny Avdia. Mm. I mean, you know, you wonder of some of these why they get momentum. If a, a touts out there throwing it out there. But 20% ownership on Denny Avdia, I know they've got injuries, but yeah. I don't know. So some of this to me seems like fake fake chalk. Um, mm. Shaden Sharp, that's sort of everybody's darling today for some reason. Paolo Bancaro obviously has proven that he can play against anybody. He is 8K though now um, yeah. on FanDuel. So he's not a giveaway. Josh Hart, Cade Cunningham, Jakob Pertle, Cat and uh cameron johnson so that's that's the look there and since we're being efficient today and not messing around let's let's jump back and keep this moving so we're not oh you know what i'm going to give you the top 10 on yahoo crash because okay. i'm a yahoo fanatic i'm I just know. saying yeah. dennis smith jr is number one sir hmm. he's uh only 18 bucks Franz Wagner, he seems to be the number one Charlotte Orlando guy. Gordon Hayward, Josh Richardson again. Why is everybody so insane about Josh Richardson all the time? Wendell Carter Jr., Anthony Simons. I was mm -hmm. expecting that name to come up. He yeah. is 22 bucks on Yahoo. Yusuf Nurkic is 26 bucks. Paolo Bencaro, 30, uh, but in the top 10. Jeremy Grant popping in there at 19 bucks. Josh Hart, Trey Jones, and Cat. So that's what it's looking like on Yahoo. Mm -hmm. 
So that should give everybody a good feel for that aspect of things. So now that I've railroaded sideways here, Charlotte, Orlando, what do you what are you gonna do in the most chalky game on the slate? So I've got one of my core plays in this matchup, and uh I want to see something real quick here, what his ownership is. Okay. Ownership for my core play from this matchup is 0.1%. That, that's contrarian enough. Yeah. Who, you know is, who it is? Um, who is it? I'm gonna guess PJ Washington. Bull bull. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, he's 49. been it's been yeah. great. He has. He has been playing very well. He's uh, $4,900 on both DraftKings and FanDuel, $12 on Yahoo. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be a core play for me tonight. Uh, right. I'm going to be fading a lot of this chalk, especially the Spurs chalk. I think that's horrible chalk uh, against the Bulls. I mean, they're a yep. really good defensive team. Right. So, um, so I'm going to be going to some contrarian plays like Bull Bull. And uh, I'm probably not going to play Franz Wagner. I do like Bancaro. Um, I like Gordon Hayward in this game. I'm not too crazy about Dennis Smith. Um, I just think there's better options for cheaper at point guard. One of them being Tyrese Maxey. Uh, but those are the those are the main plays that I'm on in this game. I like the I like. Oh, the- Wendell Carter. I forgot to mention him. I like him as well. I almost guessed him for you as well. Look at this. Yeah. I'm going to do a side shot this whole podcast. This is so funny. Hey, it is what it is. You know, you got to go to the backup and it's the stinking mouse. Always change your mouse batteries. That red light's been on for like three or four days. And I thought, oh, I'll do it later. Yeah. Yeah. I, it got I'll me. Get you. Yeah. I got to say hello to uh, Doug L has just jumped in. Great to have you with us. Who dat nation is in there? What's up? How are you, man? Great to see you in here with us. Okay. Pollard. I want to address Mr. Nightmare. Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. So he said, what's the difference between a single entry GPP and a cash build? Okay. Okay. So single entry GPP, you're going to want to have, you know, you can have some of the higher owned players, but whereas in cash, you're going to want to have almost all of them because you're just trying to keep up with the field. But single entry, you're going to want to have some, you know, less than 10% for sure own players, if not less than 1% to differentiate yourself from the field. Um, I like playing single entries, almost like a hybrid, you know, cash GPP lineup. What about, what about your approach coach? How do you like to attack those? Well, you know, there, there's three things you can look at and, and we've, we've talked about these in depth and, and it, we would love to have everybody come and join us, check us out. You know, we have a, an entire group of information that talks about how we build lineups, what we do, because we know bankroll management, contest selection is everything. And the different contests you can play, if you play cash games, which is more like head-to-heads, 50-50s, you know, where you're you're really down to playing one guy or small, small groups. If you play those, like you said, you want to be a little bit more uh smart you want to be a little bit more chalky a little bit more with ownership it's just the smarter way to play you got it you know you want a small differentiation here and there to make a difference but you can't really take wild shots in those cash games you don't need to 
what we like to focus on are, are two different kinds of builds because, you know, we don't believe that most of the players in DFS play 150 max entry. Those that do, awesome, more power to you. It's a great way to do it. But a lot of people can't afford to play it that way. So what we try to do is we try to gear the, our main lineups to be single entry, if you will, type lineups. And it's like uh, Crash just said. They're a bit of a hybrid. So you're taking cash lineups with key plays that you can't avoid that are really strong plays that you want to be with the field on or better and get that, you know, get those solidified. But as, as the secondary guys, you could take more, a little bit more of a contrarian uh, type approach like crash bull bull, that type of guy, very low owned, but somebody that can be a big differentiator. Now our GPP lineups, which is the third type of lineup, is where you want to take more contrarian shots. If you're going into these huge, large fields, you're trying to win something big, you don't want to be duped a million times, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to take a few foundation guys, but you're going to take more of the bull bull kind of guys. You want the ceiling guys. Yeah, you're going to have some, some difficult floor guys that could crash your lineup, no pun intended, crash, but... uh Mostly you're going to have a little more, a lot more risk than you would in a cash game and mm -hmm. still quite a bit more risk than you do in the single entry. What I play mostly, because it's always full disclosure here at Coach Talk, I focus specifically on single entry and smaller field single entries. I like when you have those uh, $40, you know, 140 person, or you have on Yahoo, those uh, 10 person for 50 or whatever those type of, I like that you can still play the chalk there in a lot of spots, but yet filter in a few contrarian plays that are going to get you over the top. And you don't have to take wild GPP shots um, like you do if you want to try to take something with 40,000 people in it. So hopefully, mm -hmm. does that explain it pretty well, you think, Crash? I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. Well, and thank well you for said. that question, man. Yeah. Um, King of Smack, what's going on, man? Bowl, be bowl blues for King of Smack. Okay. Pain blank SM, how you doing, my friend? Dead presidents. We know that that's his real name. Nurkic will at least 15 plus rebounds. Boy from Cali's really feeling himself today with some of these calls. I like it. Nathan Feudy, let's see. Uh, Simo 614 is back from yesterday. Congratulations, nice. man, for coming back to see us. Was he our winner? Who won yesterday? Nobody claimed it. Nobody claimed their ticket from the winner yesterday. So if it was you, I don't remember who it was now. Do you remember, Crash? Wasn't it Aaron Sampson? No, it was somebody. It was one of the new guys or that was were in here oh, for the very yeah, first time yeah, ever. Yeah. If maybe it wasn't CMOS uh, 614. It might have been the other new person. Yeah, I don't but remember. But anyway, uh, stay stay tuned. If you just jumped in at the end, we're going to do a two brains are better than one, and we're going to draw some more tickets. And if whoever's won yesterday is back in here, you can still claim them. And there's no expiration on that. Nightmare, again, thanks for the question. Great to have you in here with us. Bev, what is going on? David Dulac. Great to see you with us. All right. So that should give you a feel for that. Keep the questions uh, popping in there. As, and then as far as my 
situation goes. I'm sorry, I'm going to move a little slower because I am down to the laptop and the pad as opposed to my mouse, which is just tilting me a small bit here initially. Um, I think RJ Hampton might be a really good GPP play. I like mm -hmm. RJ Hampton. I think he's an underrated player that does not get much of an opportunity. And I think he gets an opportunity here. He's my favorite GPP shot from this game. Okay. And I don't think his ownership's going to be that bad. No, it's not. It's not projected high at all. I love Ben Caro. He is one of my key plays today. I don't care that his price is up. With all those other usage volume players, and Anthony and Suggs specifically out, I think that he even takes on a bigger role today. So I'm a believer. There's no question about it. Um, Wagner's not a bad play. I just don't like the leverage stance. He's too chalky for me. Yeah, me too. So I'm probably not going to go there strictly because of that. Uh, Wendell Carter always in play, uh, certainly. From the Charlotte side, you know, it's that back to, for me, the same exact scenario that we had the last game. Uh, Hayward and Oubre are the two guys that I'm looking at the most. Um, you know, I think even in a scenario like this where it's a 221 total, which is decent, I think you could look at one or the other or both. Um, those would be my top two plays from Charlotte. And I neglected to state because the mouse situation blew up. Atlanta's only favored by six at Detroit, and that's a 229 total. In this game, Charlotte's a one-and-a-half-point road favorite, and it's 221. So there is going to be scoring from Charlotte, and I and Orlando, you're going to get value. I will have quite a bit of exposure to this chalky game. I mm -hmm. think it's needed. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I will too. I just want to get a little bit more contrarian. And I, it sounds like you do too, uh, especially with the R.J. Hampton call. Are you yep. going to play Bull Bull or no? I I, I don't think so in, a, in my single entry. I like mm -hmm. the play. I do think it's though, if, if I play a GPP, I think he's a great GPP kind of play though. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I'd roll the dice on both Bull Bull and R.J. Hampton in the same game. Right. You know, to take two guys that contrarian, probably mm -hmm. run with one one or the other. Okay. Anybody on the uh, Charlotte side? Yeah, Ubre and Hayward. Ubre and, and Hayward are my yeah, two guys. Yeah. yeah, I like Hayward a little bit more. Uh, he's, he's a little bit less projected owned, I believe. Um, but I think they're both good plays. I think they are. And, and you got to have some Charlotte exposure. I mean, yeah. Terrence Ross is starting. He is not a defender at all. No. He's always in the bottom 10% DRPM. And I think that uh, I, I like the over of the 221. I think there's a decent amount of points, even though you have backup players here. And I, and I think, like I say, I know it's a chalky game and you know me, I I'm the first guy to fade a chalky game, but mm -hmm. I don't think you can afford to fade this one. So the latest on Jaden Ivy just got a tweet. Uh, Dwayne Casey said that he may be available. We'll see how he feels. That doesn't oh, great. Really help. <laughs> Thanks for clearing <laughs> yeah. that up for us. Game time decision. So that's the latest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll know. We'll, we'll definitely know. So we'll keep right. following that closely. All right. Let's get to game three. Um, this game may, you know, this is only a two to 18 and a half total here. So we'll see how much interest is there. Two really good teams. Uh, Cleveland three and one against Boston three and one it's at Boston 
Garland, Rubio, and Windler out for Cleveland. Gallinari, Williams, and Williams, both Robert and Grant out for Boston. And Don, uh, we've got Donovan Mitchell. I have listed as questionable. Do you have any updated news on him? Because that changes a lot in this game since Mitchell has led them in usage to this point. Sure. Let me check that real quick. And that's huge because, you know, the spread here is Boston by six and a half. But without Mitchell, man, that's, you know, and if Mitchell and Garland are both out or if Mitchell's even reduced in minutes, uh, you know, he's got to face Marcus Smart and Brown mm-hmm. and Tatum. And that is a scary uh, undertaking for them if they have a backup backcourt. Yeah, let me see. I'm not seeing not seeing anything about Mitchell today. Um, okay. So yeah. maybe he's in. Maybe he's okay. in the chat knows anything. Yeah. Uh, let us know. Um I've I've gotten a little stung on Karis Levert is not played the way I thought he would be playing. Right. Uh you know, I watched him and I don't know if it's because it's a new team, he's trying to fit in. He can be a ball hawk, but he sure. is not like that with Cleveland at all. He is not I mean, do you remember some of the games when he was with Indiana and prior right. to that? I mean, right. he would take every stinking shot in the bubble. I remember him shooting like 15 straight times down the floor. But with Cleveland, it seems like he's trying to, you know, move the ball around, fit in. So even if, you know, Mitchell, if he happens to be not at 100% and no Garland, I still, I'm not going to go back to Levert until I see him turn up the Jets offensively. And mm-hmm. I just haven't seen that. And it's against Boston who can defend. So, you know, that's the other aspect of things. In this game, by the way, Crash, from a pace perspective, let's yeah. talk about that real quick here. Cleveland is 21st. Boston is 19th. So that's, you know, that's why you got a lower total. That's not going to do you any favors for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm chirping about Boston can defend. They're 25th right now. Now it's a small sample size. That's a bit of an aber- you know aberration, but they're not defending great right now. It's right. that simple. Cleveland, on the other hand, is second, mm-hmm. so uh, they're really d'ing it up, and they've got guys in there that do nothing but play defenses. You know, defense like Okoro and guys like that. So, sure. man, this this is, makes it for a really really tough game because you've got some defense, you've got. Uh, you know, you got some teams that don't play fast. So, you know, that's the question. So what are you looking to do here? The only play I like in this game is Jalen Brown. He's 8,400 on DraftKings, 8,200 on FanDuel, $33 on Yahoo. His last five games against the, uh, or excuse me, four games against the Cavs, 51, 47.8, 43.3, 49.3. So, He's had some really good numbers against the Cavs. I like him. He's cheaper than Tatum. He'll be lower owned. Um, but other than that, if you don't play him, I think this game's a fade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I find it hard to want to spend up for this game. I, I think it's very risky. And I know Tatum and, uh, you know, they they've Boston has just looked really good. But I, it's just, it, I don't think it's the right, pace i mm-hmm. think the defense is good i think these teams will end up when the season's over top 10 defensive teams cleveland's already there boston will get some of that back yeah but it just makes it a really hard game to go to 
uh, for me. And it's tempting because you have, you know, some frontline players that can get it done. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I don't I do want to know Mitchell's status if even if he has any limitations at all. Not going to go there, but it does affect things elsewhere. Uh, sure. Evan Mobley had a terrible first half the other night, you know, seemed to wake up a little bit in the second half. Um, Jared Allen's always capable, but not, not enough where I want to pull the trigger against this Boston team. Mm -hmm. uh, I do believe Tatum and Brown splits again, like always split some of the big minutes and important stuff. So, you know, I, I hate, sort of hate to do it, but I believe that this may be a zero ownership game for me, Crash. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's a game I'd love to watch. Yeah, it's a really good game to watch. It's just from a DFS perspective, it's just not there. I don't like the risk risk reward factor here. That the floor outweighs the ceiling on a lot of these guys. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll go to a 7:30 game. We've got uh, two two more of those. Uh, it's the Indiana Pacers one and four at the Washington Wizards three and one. Uh, Washington is a five-point home favorite. 229 is the total. Uh, we do have three games that are over that magic 230 mark. Uh, this one is almost there. Uh, we have Miles Turner listed as questionable. Um, he played limited, uh, and we'll see if he's in tonight. Daniel Tice remains out. Kispert and Wright, Wright are out for Washington. As far as this game goes on pace, um, Indiana's playing the second fastest <laughs> basketball in, in the NBA right now. Washington mm -hmm. in the middle of the pack at 16th. And then from a defensive perspective, Indiana dead last crash. So that is an attention grabber for sure. sure. Um, that certainly tells you they are, I mean, they are dead last. They guess mm -hmm. what their defensive efficient rating is. For giving up points per game, thirty second. They're no, they are thirtieth. Well, yeah, they should 30. be thirty second. There's only thirty teams. That's one seventeen point one, sir, which mm. is a high number. So right. That tells you that uh, there is definitely something not clicking defensively. If it's you know all the changes that they made, but there's really no reason that they should be uh, quite uh, that low. Mm -hmm. um, but they are, that's where they sit. As far as Washington goes defensively, um, the surprise of the NBA third, we're mm. talking a Washington team. If you remember was either 28th, 29th or 30th for like the last two years. Yeah. So whatever's happened there, uh, whatever the changes that the coaches put in, I do like him as a coach, by the way, mm -hmm. they're, they're three and one cause they're playing some damn good defense. Sure. And uh, it's, you know, their projected lineup, Morris, Bill, Avdia, Kuzma, and Porzingis. So he's getting something out of them again, small sample size, four games, but still that's why they're three and one. So uh, it creates a, an interesting dichotomy, if you will here, and how we look at this game. So what do you what are you thinking of uh right off the bat? Um on the Pacers side, I don't really like Buddy Heald very often, but I do like him tonight. Um okay. he's had some good numbers against the Wizards. On the the Wizards side, I like Kuzma. Um I don't really want to go to Morris quite as much because of his ownership is pretty high right now. 
I think Will Barton is a good alternative play to Morris. So I think right. Barton and Kuzma on the Wizards. And then Buddy Heald and maybe Jalen Smith on the Pacers. But not going to go to Halliburton. Um, not going to pay that much for a guy that's going up against a defensive team like Washington. So I know. I mean, to say it a, sounds a good weird. I know. That's what I'm saying. A good defensive team like Washington. Say what? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But, I mean, I, Halliburton is certainly the dominant player on that team. He's right. He is the alpha. He's he's the man. And he's the spot to go if you're going to, you know, go there. And I am, Crash. I'm okay. I'm not buying into this third-ranked defensive team. I just can't. I mean, it's a lot of the same guys from last year. Right. Uh, Porzingis is not a defensive stopper. I mean, I know he blocks shots, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not buying. I think it evens out. I think the Pacers can score. They're playing so fast that I just think Halliburton's a fantastic play today. I, I really, really like him. I've And I've been liking him on and off. He's made a few of my lineups, but today he's one of my favorite players, Crash. I really, really like him. He's yeah. the only spot I'm going to go to on the Pacers because I think he's the only guy that's uh, deserving that. Um, for Washington on that side, though, again, playing the worst defense in the league and expecting them to be bad all year defensively, you certainly can spend up for a Kuzma or Porzingis mm-hmm. or a Beal. But yeah. I don't think Beal is is playing the level or role or that he expected to do from a, a DFS standpoint. I just have not seen it yet. Even though they're playing well, I think he's bought in. He's not chucking and ducking like he usually does, right. which is, is better for their team. Mm-hmm. But it's not better for us if you want to roster Beal in DFS. Right. So I lean more towards Kuzma Porzingis, one of those guys on that side of the ball for Washington. Okay. All right. The last 730 game is the Philadelphia 76ers, one and four. That'll scare some people. Uh, against Nick Nurse, finds a way to win. It doesn't matter. He's three and two with Toronto. Uh, Joel Embiid is questionable. So do we have any updates on Joel Embiid or Scotty Barnes? The two guys that are so key to this game and are both questionable. Um, We know Otto Porter already is out for Toronto. So when you're looking that up, because I want to get the most up to date. I mean, we're we're not that we're an hour and a half, 90 minutes from lock. So mm-hmm. we should start getting some of this main information uh, steering in. So I'm when you're looking that up, I do want to say hello to a few people that have joined us. Um, let's see. I already said hello to Bev, King of Smack, Rico Harris. Okay. Nathan Feudy says, what's better coach 6,500 to 8,500 or 8,500 to 118? I don't know what that question means exactly. Nathan, if you could further explain, I'd be happy to answer it. Um, I don't know what that question really is. Nightmare, so, nightmare. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you, Nightmare, for being here. Joe K. I love when Joe, Joe K. And Derek Wilson. Derek mm-hmm. Wilson is fantastic. Let's see. Do you guys think a small stack of a three-man San Antonio group with Joker and Cat as payups on DraftKings. Well, I don't normally stack more than two guys on a team unless it's just a complete aberration. Like, it's got to be a perfect scenario, standout. But when it's this many 
games on the slate personally. I don't, it's not like baseball where you got to stack. I just don't believe in stacking basketball because you only have so many possessions, so many opportunities. And if you're sniping off of each other, and the game doesn't, it, unless you get lucky and it's one of those insane, you know, 138, 136 double overtime. Yeah. I mean, that you fall into then and, and can do well. I don't like to go more than two. I think, you know, that's generally my strategy. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Spurs. I think that they're still going to have a really bad season. I think you're going to see regression all over the place there. So I have not stacked the Spurs. I don't plan on stacking the Spurs, and I don't like three-man stacks. So not to blow your idea out of the water, Derek, but from my standpoint, that's not a strategy that I'm going to use. De Prince, how you doing? Cedric, bad. You're pretty good in my book. Crash, what do you think about stacking? Uh, no, I would not stack a team like San Antonio against the the uh, Bulls. I mean, that's a really good defensive team, and um, I think that there's a lot better options. I would even consider stacking the Bulls before I stack the Spurs, but I don't like stacks in general. So, Okay, yeah. excellent. Uh, and cash games coach on FanDuel tonight. I still don't know what what you mean by the the dollar amounts though. In in cash games on Is he saying is it better to go with like kind of a mid-level lineup or pay up in cash? Well, if that's the question like ownership, you know. Yeah, I mean I it's the the question is very simple and and this is one thing that that always cracks me up. Some people like to use the same strategy all the time like I'm going to mid-level build or I'm going stars and scrubs. I'm paying up and then finding some cheap guys. Or I'm going to try to do something like Derek and get three low, you know, cheap price guys on a stack and then buy up for some guys. Here's the thing. Anybody that tells you that, that there's one strategy that works all the time or the way to go is, no. is lying to you. Mm-hmm. You have got to go slate by slate and look at each one. Sometimes The best play by a mile is taking like the two most expensive guys, finding four value guys, stars and scrubs. That's the way to go. Sometimes it's not that way at all. You'll have some fake chalk or guys that really are being over-owned that don't deserve it or guys that are high priced that you don't think are going to get there that you you see a, a little bit more of a floor on that aren't in the best matchup. So in that scenario, you go more of a mid-level build. You can get some guys at that eight, nine thousand, you know, mark, depending on which site, and then you build out. Then you don't have to dig down and take the the you know bottom of the barrel guys you're praying to get to 20 fantasy points. So I hate, I know that's not a great answer for you because it it doesn't tell you a specific strategy, but my point is you got to change that every day based on the slate. For today, what I'm looking at is I have a couple of guys that I'm going to pay up for that I think that I want to go after and get. And then I have a few guys that I'm going real cheap on that I think are are worth the risk, like the RJ Hamptons that's super loaned and some of the other guys that because of scenarios of guys out, you can go with. I'm not going full stars and scrubs where I'm paying up for like three or four guys and then taking bottom basement. So I would say what I'm doing tonight is in between the two to even make it tougher for you. So some (laughs) stars, 
some value, and then a little bit of mid-level. So there you go. I mean, it is what it is. There's that's why DFS is so tough, man. You it's like I wish there was a way to say, all right, let's do it this way every day, and this is the perfect way to do it, but it's just not so. So hopefully that answers the question, not, my friend. It's not that easy. I wish it was, but it is not. All right, in in cash games, coach on Fanduel tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm buying up for a couple of guys, going with two two really cheap values, and then mid level the rest of the way. Okay, um, where are we? I'm I'm on my uh, I'm I'm much slower with this uh, dragging. Philadelphia, Toronto, right? What's the yeah. scenario, Crash? Embiid and Barnes. I gave you like 10 minutes. Embiid <laughs> is questionable. I don't see a tag on Barnes. So okay. Barnes is good. Yeah. Well, thanks for clearing it up on Embiid for me. All right. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do, my friend? I am going to fade Embiid. Um, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, even if even if he does, I don't know how... Um, how much he'll be able to, you know, go after it. I like Maxi again, um, 6,200 on DraftKings, 7,000 on FanDuel, $22 on Yahoo. And then my value play from this game is actually DeAnthony Melton. He's only 3,800 on DraftKings and $11 on Yahoo. Okay. So I like that play. Um, I still like Siakam. He's still below 9,000 on DraftKings, which doesn't make any sense with how he's been playing. Um, as I mentioned the other day, Van Vliet has had like eight games in a row of really good production against Philadelphia yeah. and uh, Barnes. I mean, 6,500, that's a very fair price. I like that price on DraftKings. And then 28 on Yahoo isn't too bad either. So. What about your look about lookalike, James Harden? <laughs> no, I learned my lesson the other day, coach. You were right on about him. Um, well, that was a, a good spot for fade. I don't know if this mm -hmm. is as good of a spot for fade, but uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, there's good news and bad news here, though, Crash. Toronto's a two-point favorite, which, you know, that'll get a little bit of attention of Doc and company in the locker room. Sure. But, but here's the issue. It's a 212 and a half total. Right. I mean, that's just pathetic. 212 mm -hmm. and a half. Yeah, uh, that that terrible. hurts ownership for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty rough. Here, um, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go I ahead. was going to say everything depends for me on on what the news is on Embiid. First of all, if Embiid sits, then Montrez Harold becomes in play for me. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Yeah, yeah, Harold is somebody I considered if Embiid was out. Yep. Number two is if Embiid sits, then Pascal Siakam becomes a good play for me. If Embiid plays, I'm completely fading Siakam. So mm -hmm. it, it just, I really need that news. And right. I'm going to be sitting on that news. I may put lineups up in Discord for our members. If we don't have that news, I may have to do some switching 15, 20 minutes after lock. So everybody that's a member that's going to look for those core builds on DraftKings, the full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, you're going to have to stay tuned to see when that news comes through because. I mean, if anything is shape shifting in this in this game, mm -hmm. it's that Embiid news. Now, if Embiid plays crash, hundred percent pass for me. I don't want any part of this two twelve and a half total game with a lot of overpriced players for a mm -hmm. game of this pace and this this defense. Yeah. Um, let me let me get. I didn't give out the defense here, did I? And pace. Um, Philadelphia right now is playing with the 23rd fastest pace. 
Toronto is sitting at um, 22nd. So slow. That's Mm -hmm. part of the reason you've got that scenario. Defensively, uh, Toronto is uh, only 17th and Philadelphia 23rd. Again, those are going to, those are going to adjust themselves uh, as further games go on. So don't think those teams are as bad defensively as they show. And they have two defensive minded coaches. So uh, it's, again, I can't really recommend anything. Embiid in, I'm a pass. Embiid out, I'm going to look at Harrell and see Ockham. And that's it for me. I don't want to pay up. I mean, if you pay up for a guy like Harden to me or Van Vliet even, at a two twelve and a half total game, I it just it doesn't add the numbers don't add up for me. Mm-hmm. I understand. I do understand. All right, um, eight, you ready for the eight o'clock games? There's two yeah. of them. Yeah. New York Knicks and the Milwaukee Bucks. Your teams here they are. Uh, three and one Knicks and three and O Bucks. You've got Grimes out, Connington, Ingles, and of course Middleton, which affects everything. Uh, those guys are all out and, uh, man, the, uh, Giannis has been absolutely ridiculous, almost unfair. I don't think he is human, uh, at all, but let's look at pace in this game real quick. Milwaukee is sitting at 15th and the Knicks of course play Thibodeau ball, um, are, 11th so they're not bad for for Tibbs letting them run a little bit anyway Milwaukee is the best defensive team in the National Basketball Association and the Knicks are eighth so that is a deterrent Mm -hmm. for ownership as much as possible here what are you thinking about for me um I don't have anyone on the Knicks that I like um I, I just I just didn't find anyone that I liked the matchup for. And then, of course, Giannis, he's always in play. I mean, he's one of the big three that we've talked about in every podcast, Giannis, Jokic, and Luka. Um, and then I think I think Lopez is a little bit better play than Portis tonight. Okay. Um, I know the other day I was real high on Portis, but I think right. Lopez is going to be a better play. He's only 5,200 on DraftKings and 17 yeah. on Yahoo. So – He's cheaper than Portis on those two sites. Um, Great call on Portis, by the way. That almost broke the you. plate, man. That was awesome. Yeah. And so um, he's 6000 on FanDuel. I'm not sure if I'm going to get him over there, but on DraftKings and Yahoo, I do like Brooke Lopez. And that's really about it for me. I think this is going to be um, probably one of the lower scoring games of the night. So, Yeah, I mean, it's 223. So, you know, it's, it is uh, not – projected high but it's 11 and a half points higher than that game prior in Vegas which is wild um and Milwaukee's only a six point uh, home favorite which Mm -hmm. you know I they're respecting the Knicks here a little bit that seems like sort of a low number to me I was expecting an eight eight and a half but yeah um, thought that was interesting um I'm not, you know, Jalen Brunson, Brunson just murdered it for me the last time. You know, he really got me, you know, got it done for me. But mm-hmm. not, I'm not going that direction, not with Drew Holiday defense. His, it's too, I really respect that. And Holiday used <laughs> to dog Brunson a bit with the Mavericks. I remember that firsthand. So right. um, I'm not going to go there, although I, I love the way Brunson's playing. 
and it's very painful watching how good he is. And I knew he would be. Um, after that, you know, I just Milwaukee plays such good defense. You know, mm-hmm. I I know Mitch Rob can have some decent games, but that interior with Giannis and Lopez and, and Portis is just too too good. I'm yeah. not going to want to spend up for Randall. R.J. Barrett's wildly inconsistent. I never recommend Evan Fournier, and I still don't. Please don't play him. Although I got to say, whatever he did with his hair, like that half the shave and down thing, yeah, he looks pretty cool now. Right. But right. I still, I still would not go that direction. So zero for me on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I got to make the decision on Giannis, and and I've sort as of now, I'm not playing him. Crash. Yeah. And it's a killer, it. I mean, especially on DraftKings. He's twelve one. So I, I mean that, but that's what we said about Luca last night. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so you know, you get what you pay for. Sometimes I just can't make a build. Mm-hmm. You know, referencing what people were asking in chat. I mean, if I play the guys I'm going to play and add Giannis to the mix, now we're talking about. You got three dogs like USA. Yeah. King of Smack put some good info in there. Thank you for sharing that info too. But at that point, you're looking at three guys coming off the bench that are going to play 20, 25 minutes. You're going to have, you know, half your roster of those D Anthony Melton kind of guys. And right. it just, you know, it's, it's just too tough. So yeah. I'm hoping again, it's not because I don't think Giannis isn't going to kick ass because I do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just relative to anything else. I mean, by putting a 12k plus guy, even with Luca last night, and I know the optimal line I'm had up and everything else, and it could happen again with Giannis. But in general, you know, if you are going to get 75 from a guy or you know something like that, if you're still having to backload with even two guys that are going to get you 18, yeah, you're, you're further behind the boat. It'd be better to go with a one step below Giannis and get maybe 50 instead of 75. And then the bottom line guys that you're going to get 18 from the Meltons or whatever, you can go up enough that you're, you could get 30 from those guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you do the math on those things, it, it generally comes out better if you don't have to go full stars and scrubs like that. Right. Yep. I'm with you. And as far as anybody else from Milwaukee, I w- I would love to play Drew, but I, you're the Milwaukee Bucks guy. What what is the deal offensively with Drew? He just doesn't look in sync to me. No, he he hasn't been in sync. Um, I don't I don't know what it is. Like I, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm sure he'll get there. But Brunson's a good defender, like we've talked about. Um, I just Giannis is only main you know bucks play for me right now besides you know i don't blame you i really don't you know it's funny because i'll probably spend the most time watching philly toronto and the knicks milwaukee and there's a very good chance i may not have a single player yeah yeah isn't that nuts it's crazy all right we have the winless los angeles lakers crash Mm oh and four and and i was dead wrong westbrook is supposed to play I saw that. What are yeah. they doing? What they don't, they they don't are, know what they're doing. They're a mess. I think the they're going to be a lottery team, Coach. I really do. Oh, they are. Maybe they're <laughs> going to try for Wen Binyama. Who knows? Right. Um, can you imagine Wen Binyama playing with uh, uh, LeBron and LeBron AD. and Davis? Good God. Um, 
it's the it's definitely the gif where the burning dumpsters going down the the mm -hmm. flooded uh, whatever i mean they're i have no idea what to even think about the lakers anymore i mean they're playing minnesota here minnesota mm -hmm. is three and two uh i'm not even mentioning the stupidity of why they they are allow lebron james to be listed as probable every game mm -hmm. it does say anthony davis is questionable so yeah. You know, normally I wouldn't make that big of a fuss, but you always have to take whatever his number, you know, whatever his designation is and drop it one because mm -hmm. he's so likely to miss. Right. Uh, he did have a phenomenal. I mean, he had a he put a 60 mid 60s burger on the board for me the other day. And I, I was pleased with that. But I don't know. I don't know under these circumstances if he's going to be a full go. And that's scary. Damian Jones, I get it, but people are going bonkers and his ownership is so high. I do like Damian Jones. I will say that. I do. But again, Rudy Gobert on the other side, we don't, I mean, he could be a complete bust too. He could play 17 minutes. Who knows? I just wouldn't go there. I think it's too risky. Um, now that Westbrook's coming off the bench, it's going to just muddle things up even more. Who knows what his attitude's going to be like? Pat Bev and Walker are going to start in the backcourt. I would say just get the heck away from the Lakers today. There's so much chance for a disaster waiting yeah. to happen there. I'm sure um, Beverly's going to want to stick it to the Timberwolves, but I mean Westbrook's back. I just I can't play any Lakers until they show me something different. I just don't like it at all. They're playing so they're just they don't look right and they they're not making any decisions or trades or anything they're like mm -hmm. stuck and uh that's not a good situation for a rookie coach too to right. be coaching his first nba team what a tough spot he's in um i don't want either russell or edwards today i don't want any of the backcourt players no, I, this game's a fade for me coach other than maybe a value in Jalen noel uh he was my value play the other day i kind of like him a little bit on yahoo at 13 dollars other than that, I'm fading this game. So. Yeah, I I mean it's it's a two. Th Here's the problem though, Crash. The number's two thirty. Yeah, but I think the Timberwolves win by twenty. So, all right. Yeah. It, right now they're favored in Vegas by six and a half. Yeah, I think I think Minnesota will will uh, win this game easily. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't. I know Patrick Beverly is going to defend the living crap out of Russell and Edwards, whoever he's on. So that's that's gonna you know deter them a bit. I I don't trust either one of these teams, and mm -hmm. this game I think this is the toughest game to game script and and figure out just because there's I don't think they can figure out what the hell they're doing with right. the Lakers. You know Minnesota is still it's gonna take time. You know that's part of the reason. I mean we've done well. We're winning. We're taking stuff down. But the reason we haven't had like just crushing streaks yet, you have so many teams that have completely re rebuilt their teams over the mm -hmm. summer. I mean, when you add Rudy Gobert to a lineup, right, it changes everything and yeah. everything dynamics defensively, transition, mm -hmm. scoring efficiency. And it you can't get that in five games. It's going right. to take, you know, a good 25 games to really get a, a feel for where a team is at. And I bet you ask one of these coaches in those scenarios, you know, if they can get through 13 and 12 or something like that and just get everybody on the same page and then make a run, 
So, you know, when you have situations like that, it, it makes it very hard to game script out uh, from a, a, a point of DFS. So mm-hmm. uh, not easy. All right. Here's another thing, though, that scares me in this game crash. So you, you got to talk me off the ledge here because I, I just I don't know if we can fade this game. Lakers are playing the fastest pace in, in the basketball and Minnesota's tied for fourth. So you have four of the top five teams, in essence, in the league in pace. So there's a lot of DFS points up for grabs in that type of situation. Then on top of that, you know, to add to the, the stomach ache here, if you look at defense, you've got this weird ranking of fourth by the Lakers, mm-hmm. which makes no sense. Right. So, you know, they're not giving up a ton of points and it makes you wonder what, you know, if they're pay- playing that fast, and they're playing decent defense, and they're winless. Can you give me a lot? I've never seen yeah, that. Yeah, they can't shoot. That's their I, problem. They, they can't, can't score shoot. the ball. Yeah, they can't score. exactly. That's the point. Their, in, their inefficiency offensively is just hellacious. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Minnesota right in the middle of the pack at 15th. Yeah. So that's sort of where this game lies. Um, again, I, I'm going to do some crunching here as we get off. I do want to have just, you know, at least a one-off in this game. Uh, my fear is if we fade it, Crash, that it could be high scoring and you may need some exposure here. That's This is the toughest game on the slate for me. If you don't fade it, I mean, besides like maybe some value or something like that, who do you think you would play? I mean, you'd almost have to make the commitment to paying up for a LeBron. Yeah, if you I'm think not. the game's going to blow up or, yeah. or, you know, either D'Angelo or Anthony Edwards, if, you know, but again, Beverly's probably going to check Russell, I would think, mm-hmm. um, you know, and threw a big game on the board and you see my comment, even they, uh, it was hilarious. Popeye's made that post. Did you see that? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Popeye's posted, uh, you know, when you, you support eat. all athletes. Yeah. That's exactly. All. Yeah. His cat was was killing Ant about eating Popeyes, and then Ant had a big game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty funny. So we'll see. I don't know. Like I say, it's it's not like a layup of oh, I really really want to play this guy or that guy. It's not like there's a standout guy, but from a team concept, there there's going to be some points in this game that could cause some trouble. Yeah, there's All just too many pay up options. I would rather pay play. Uh, yeah, excuse me, pay for than LeBron or Anthony Davis against, you know, Rudy Gobert and, and that whole deal. Like I, I will tell you this, though, Crash. If AD is ruled out or limited, then I will play LeBron. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll substitute in LeBron for, like, a Halliburton, somebody else that's fairly expensive, and then shuffle the deck a little bit because I don't care what anybody says. If LeBron or AD sits, you got to play the other one. It's one of those – just stone cold, it works out almost all the time. Yeah. No, I do get that. If that happens, I do understand that. But as currently stands, no, I don't want either one of those guys. All right. And I don't really like any of them Timberwolves either. I mean, I don't think Anthony, Anthony Edwards is going to have another ceiling-type game like he had the other day. Um, Townsend mm-hmm. Gobert, they're splitting that usage. You know, D'Angelo Russell, he's going to probably get Patrick Beverly's defense. I, I don't know. I just don't like it. So, yeah, I don't blame you. 
All right, let's get the the last early game. Then we have three uh, three game after hours late night group here. Uh, but this last one is at eight thirty. It is the Bulls and Spurs again. One of the games that's getting a ton of ownership, and it's very interesting. It is the Bulls are a road favorite by five. They're three and two coming again in against the three and two Spurs, uh, and it is a two thirty and a half line so i understand that's why a lot of people are going that way i have zach levine listed still as questionable i have lonzo ball out primo and vassell remain out for the spurs um i'll give you a real quick pace and defense and then let you tell me what you think here i mean this this is the game i'm trying to get away from because of the ownership factor here chicago's 12th in pace San Antonio third, like we said the other day, you know, pop Mm -hmm. letting these youngsters run. And then from a defensive standpoint, San Antonio 27th and uh, Chicago ninth. So what are you going to do with this fiasco? I like I said before, I like the Bulls. Um, I like DeRozan, 8,900 on DraftKings, 8,500 on FanDuel, $36 on Yahoo. Going back to San Antonio, he had over 50 uh, DraftKings points in both games against San Antonio last year. And with my whole short-term memory thing, I like going back to Vucevic. Um, 8,300 on DraftKings, 8,000 on FanDuel, 33 on Yahoo. I don't know if I'm going to actually get to him, but I don't think he's a bad play. The only play I like on the Spurs is Josh Richardson, and it's strictly because of price, 4,800 on FanDuel. $14 $14 on Yahoo, probably not going to play him on DraftKings. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I've got to reread this now. If the Lakers go in there and win, you're going hatless for a month? No, if they win the championship. He said, oh, yeah, he said the Lakers are going to bounce back and win the championship. I said, oh, I thought you were talking about tonight. No. I was going to say, that is the gutsiest call you've ever made right there. Right. No, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> and if they win the championship, which I've got, you know, 29 to one or whatever. Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. King yeah. Moses, how you doing, man? Great to have you with us again, brother. Great to have you in here. Um, and the only problem, Aaron Sampson with D Russ, I like D Russ, but he's going to get Pat Bev defense and mm-hmm. they were buddies. They played on the same team. He started ahead of him. He's going to be chirping and driving them nuts. So yeah. And it's the same reason that I don't like Trey Jones in this game. Cause he's going to get AO to sumo defense. So right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me in this game, again, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's a painful type uh, game. I, I don't think it's, I don't think the game gets to two thirty and a half personally. Right. I, I just, I just don't think it does. Um, you got a lot of guys that have not been playing up to snuff and we don't even know for sure what Levine's situation is. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is going to be the game that's probably going to be the differentiator in the slate for me because yeah. I will have little to no ownership in this game, maybe a one-off. Yeah. And I think everybody's going to have at least two guys or so from this game. Some people might have three. The way ownership is looking, people just want to jam in Richardson and Jones and, mm-hmm. you know, on down the line. I I just don't see it. You know, I, I don't think I can afford a Vuk. Um, if I did go with a spur, it might be Johnson. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I do respect Patrick Williams' defense. So 
yeah, not not a game that, you know, if this game does bust, that could be really a key to our success too. I think. Do you think uh, you think that uh, Williams would guard Johnson? I was thinking DeRozan would. You know, I J- this Jeremy Sokan, the rookie. I think might grab DeRozan. I think DeRozan might guard him because he's okay. been scoring for them. And yeah. Patrick Williams has a little more size. And and Keldon Johnson's a pretty strong kid. He's got mm-hmm. some size too. Yeah. So I mean, they may switch off. I think you know. I think DeRozan. He's a fine defender. He might be just a bit small for Johnson as far as defensive prowess, not particularly in height. And right. they, they don't want to get uh, DeRozan any kind of foul trouble either because he's the, the key scorer, especially if Levine is limited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is DeRozan a threat with if Levine's limited? Absolutely, but he has looked terrible. Right. I don't know what's going on with DeRozan, but he is just out of it right now. Mm-hmm. All right, three late games, my friend. Nine o'clock and two ten o'clock, so not bad. Utah Jazz at the Denver Nuggets. Utah's four and one, Denver's three and two. We have a Denver favored by eight and a nice 231 total. Gotta love that total, no question about it. And as far as pace goes in this game, Utah is playing fast at seventh. Denver paying, playing a lot faster than they did last year at ninth. So that gets some interest, and that's why you see that 231 total. Utah mm-hmm. is fifth in defense. I think there's a that's a bit of an aberration. That's I don't believe going to last. Denver right. though again struggling out of the gate defensively at 22nd. So interesting game here. I think it's going a little under owned, and mm-hmm. uh, I you know I think there's potential here. I mean it's got a big number and it, yeah. it has a big number for a reason because they're going to get up and down. So what do you got? Uh, I like Vanderbilt once again on the Jazz. Um, you know, I'm just real big on him. 5,600 on DraftKings, that's a fair price. 6,100 on FanDuel, I don't know if I'll get to that. $17 on Yahoo, that's pretty solid. Um, on on um, Denver, you know, Jokic is my favorite payup option on this slate. So Is he? Okay. 11,000, so he's, you know, over 1,000 less than Giannis. Yeah. And, um he is 11.5 on FanDuel, 56 on Yahoo. So my initial thought, I can't do it on DraftKings, but on FanDuel and Yahoo, I'm trying to put Giannis and Jokic in the same lineup. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Jokic is the best play in this game. I think the Joker is definitely in a good matchup here. I mean, if he's facing mm-hmm. Kelly Owen company, I mean, that's they're going to have trouble stopping him inside. There's no doubt about it. Right. And he did have just, I mean, his last game was so impressive. I, I don't buy the four and one Utah start or the, the defensive rating. Um, so, you know, I, it's Joker's certainly a good guy to get to on the pay upside. And again, he doesn't break the bank quite right. like Giannis does. Um, you know, I'm not, he's not a hundred percent lock and load for me, but I do, I do like him. Uh, he's the guy, the only guy on the Denver side that I'm really super interested in. Um, Pope Coldwell Pope is questionable. Um, that'll affect things defensively a little bit for Denver. Um, hopefully he's out. If I'm going to have some exposure to this game, having him out, I think will lead to, you know, a little bit of a higher scoring game and, uh, you know, more DFS points available. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Lori Markin in here. I know people were high on him and they're down on him and 
all over the board. I do like him in this game a lot. I really like Laurie Markkinen. I like the matchup. I think he scores a lot here. He's my favorite player. So if I can get to him, I'll have, you know, Markkinen versus the Joker here and try to get that done. Where I don't play the Joker um, and, and use those funds elsewhere, um, probably won't go to any other Denver players, uh, uh, even though this is such a, a high total game. Yeah. Okay, the two ten o'clock games, sir. The Pelicans are three and one, and the mm-hmm. Suns are three and one. Uh, a absolute ridiculous amount of. I don't even know where to start with the Pelicans. I, you know, the the whole board is gray. The only guy that's in for sure on their starting lineup right now is Joe Val. Yeah. yeah Do you realize that? Alvarado's questionable. McCollum's questionable. Jones is questionable. Zion is questionable. Uh, Daniels is questionable. Ingram's out. Lewis is out. Liddell is out. I mean, mm-hmm. what yeah, the no, heck? it's ridiculous. So if you're uh, gonna play, let's just tell you now. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna put anybody from this team in there, maybe it could be a differentiator for you to win it. But be prepared to swap and yeah. pay attention as the night goes on because you've got four teams. There's there's two games at ten o'clock. And I don't, you know, a CJ McCollum, an Alvarado, a Zion, any of these, they could be take down the slate kind of guys here. Mm-hmm. But if they're ruled out, you better be ready to switch to a Jalen Green, Mikhail Bridges, Josh Hart, whatever. So have a yeah. plan, figure out the salary, put them in that spot where you can pivot out in most positions. You know, that, uh, what do you call the spot? You know, where you can, uh, it escapes me right now. Utility. You know, the, utility spot right so that you have a little bit more opportunity to put a different guy in there but i'm not just blowing this off a lot of people are gonna look at that and say screw that i don't want anything to do with it but i think you know this this is interesting it's a 225 and a half total phoenix is favored by seven Mm -hmm. phoenix is missing nobody so Mm -hmm. you know does this blow out if all those guys sit that is a possibility vegas doesn't think so though so we'll see who's in and I'd like to have a little sneaky exposure to this game crash. I don't think I, – I think people are going to just blow it off. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I think that could be a big mistake. Yeah, you named one of the guys that I like from this game. That's Mikael Bridges. Okay. Um, on the other side, I think Trey Murphy is a good play. Uh, 5,600 on both DraftKings and FanDuel, only $12 on Yahoo. I uh, really like him on Yahoo, but – with all those guys out, I mean, Trey Murphy hasn't looked bad at all. He was terrific in that last game. Yeah, but this is against Phoenix, though. True, true. Somebody's going to have to get that usage. Right. Well, I agree with you 100% if a bunch of these guys are ruled out that are questionable. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a volume amount of shots. And he he looked fantastic the other day. Yeah. He really did. Um, What about on the Phoenix side? Uh, like I said, just Mikael Bridges. Uh, That's it. Just because, like, yeah, I just think that even if maybe you know half these guys play, then it still means the other half are out. And there's so many guys that are listed as injured, and how many of these guys are going to be able to play the full game? I just, I just think that Phoenix is going to control this game from pretty early. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I had painfully had Cam Johnson the other night. And he could not drop the ball in the ocean. Mm-hmm. but I still think he's a good play. I mean, he's going to click. He's a streak shooter, though. I mean, yeah. you're, you're going to have games where he does that, but you're going to have games where he's 
you know, nine for 12, you know, with five threes. I mean, he, right. he can score and he can shoot it. Um, you know, if Herb Jones doesn't play, mm-hmm. you're going to get the, the, he's the key to their defense by far. Sure. So, I mean, we got to get the news on that, but I would like to have some exposure to both sides here. I, I just think it is one of those stinky games. So I'm going to try to build some lineups where if I do have to pivot, I'll have, you know, already know in mind salary wise, what I need to do. Uh, pace wise, by the way, here crash uh, Pelicans are 13th and the Suns are 18th. So not super fast. Phoenix is sixth defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pelicans are 16th. So again, not, not a stackable game where you want to go two V two or anything, but again, you know, just it, it's, it'd be nice to have a guy or two at the most combined in your pocket for that late game in this matchup. Cause you know, these teams are pretty good. These yeah. I like that. I like that call with Cam Johnson and he's kind of one of those guys that's like a fringe starter almost. And yeah. you know, I could see him getting extra minutes. Monty Williams probably won't pull him as fast as he will, you know, Booker and Paul and Aiton and those guys. So right. I think he'll get good minutes, even if the game isn't that close. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's finish it out with the Houston Rockets at one and four against the Portland Trailblazers with no Dame for a while at four and one. Uh, we've got uh, Porter and Jen Goon are going to play from what I read. So we got Jen Goon in there again. Uh, no Fernando, no Ty Ty Washington for Portland. They lose Lillard, like I said, Peyton Sar and Watford. So you've mm-hmm. got uh, interesting to see what's going to shake out with Portland and how chalky they'll be without Dame and all of that massive usage. Where is it going to shift to? Does it go to Simons and Hart? You know, does it spread out to Nazir Little and Grant and Nurkic and some Mm -hmm. of these other guys, you know, there's some great value there without question. And then Houston, you know, I know they're only one in four, but man, they've done well for DFS purposes. Porter's yeah. made his number. Green's made his number. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a sneaky Jabari uh, Smith make his number. True. Uh, but and Jen Goon being back, uh, you know, is he always, back? I thought he was still out. He's playing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He he's playing, and I believe Porter's playing. What I read is those two guys are going to be in. So. Again, you know, I like that they have some tags on them. That'll keep the ownership down. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I think this is a very sneaky game as well. So I do want exposures this late slate. Yeah. I think that it's it's going to be uh, a lot of people. You're going to have so many people that have almost nobody in those late two games or maybe one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have a lot of people that have already expended everybody, except for, I guess, you're gonna have some some value shoppers with Portland now that dream uh, that uh, that uh, Damien's out. So, uh, real quickly, Houston and Portland. Houston playing the fourth fastest in the NBA. Portland 17th defensively. Uh, you've got Houston sitting at uh, 21st, and Portland is at 12th. So, what yeah. are you doing in the late game? Man, I really like that Zangoon play at 5,500 on DraftKings. I was just looking to see how much he cost. Um, I thought he was going to be out. So he's he's probably going to end up being one of my core plays, honestly. I'm just a big fan of his. Okay. Um, 
I like Easton again as a value play, 4,400 on DraftKings, 4,500 on FanDuel, $12 on Yahoo. Okay. And as you mentioned, Jalen Green, I think it's a really good spot for him. Um, and then I like the guards on the other side too, because, you know, Houston, I, I feel like that's the best way to attack them is, the, is their guards. And uh, so Simons and Sharp, you know, Sharp's getting a lot of ownership. That's the only thing I don't like about it, but I still think he's a decent play. Yep. I, my favorite play is Jalen Green. I like Kevin Porter as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go with any of the bigs, though. Uh, with with Zhengun playing and Smith and that rotation, a little concerned there. Uh, definitely want Portland exposure, though. I think Jeremy Grant's a good play. Yeah. Um, I think Simon's possibly he's he can be boomer bust, though. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I prefer- I prefer Hart and Grant as my top two plays for Portland. Um, and I'll probably have half my lineup in these last two games and half my lineup in the earlier games. So mm-hmm. I am definitely going to be having to ride the wave a lot longer uh, than some people. So no frowning okay. if we're only in the middle of the pack because we're going to finish strong. Yep. All right. All let's... right. Two brains are better than one. We got the call. We know that Mr. Tyson does not like FanDuel. He does not like getting FanDuel information. <laughs> so we're going to just throw You got the first pick, Coach. I know. Everything's slower for me because I lost my mouse. So oh, yeah. Sorry. It, yeah. It's going to be – I apologize to everybody. It's my own fault. All I had to do was change the damn batteries, and I didn't do it. All right. Let's see what we got here. I am going to go with. $8,000. Paulo Bancaro. What position? I would prefer him at small forward. Okay. Okay. I will take. Terry Eason, small forward. Eason, small forward. I'm going to go with Lori Markinen, power forward. Okay. Seventy two hundred. This is a a um, GPP, folks. So, mm-hmm. Nicole Jokic, the Joker. You're spending the money today. A little bit, a little bit. I so got that forces money. me to go with a super cheap guy. I'm taking my. This is where I take my shot, folks. Forty-eight hundred dollar point guard R.J. Hampton. What do you think? Is that cool with you? Yeah, that's fine. Um... That gets us back at least in range where we need to be. Shaden Sharp, shooting guard. Oh, really? You're going with the the chop? Yeah, I'm 
one of the only chalky plays that I actually like. Yeah. Okay. I mean, forty two hundred. We don't need you know. We don't need a whole lot from that. So. That's true. That does make it a little bit more palatable. Um. It's amazing when you lose your mouse how how much it affects your ability to get around the board here. Mm -hmm. Um. I I want Josh Hart. Can we uh, let's see? What position? Where's he at? Shooting guard Josh Hart, sixty five hundred. Yeah. I'm gonna take Maxi at seven. Who? Tyrese Maxi. Tyrese. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you were trying to take Maxi Kleba again, and he's not playing. All right. So no. that, yeah. How did not he do the, by the way, when I talked you out of him? Not great. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Power forward, uh, 6,300 is what I have left. Mm hmm. Oh, you wow. can take Bogdan. Who? Bogdanovich. Bohan Bogdanovich. Is he in there for power forward? Where is he? How much is he? 6,000. Why do I not see? Oh, I'm at center. What am I doing? I told you I can't maneuver this without my mouse. The wrong position. That's definitely who I think I'm going to take. I just need to eyeball it real quick. Let me see here. Tobias Jabari. Jangoon, Porter, Vanderbilt. I'm going Bogdanovich. Mm -hmm. All right. So that gives us the two brains are better than one. We have $300 extra if we need it. We've got RJ Hampton, super low owned, Tyrese Baxi, Shaden Sharp, Josh Hart, Paolo Bencaro, Terry Eason, Lori Markinen, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and The Joker. That is your two brains are better than one. Yes, sir. All right, man. I think that does it. On your way out, if you haven't done it already, please hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, click that alert. I'm going to give away two tickets here as we close the show and appreciate everybody jumping in here. You can catch us all week, uh, weekend, Friday, or I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday at 4445 as well. All right. Uh, the winner of the two tickets. You need to jump on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. DM me your PayPal email and we'll get it sent to you right away. The winner today is Doug L. Doug L., uh, you are the winner. I, another multi winner. I think he's won before as well. Mm -hmm. Some people have the randomizer luck. Maybe they've cracked the code crash. Maybe so. David's right. We did say that. We'll have to do that next time. Um, the, what, Yahoo, what the Yahoo Two Brains, but we'll do. Oh, I forgot about that. Time. Yeah, we'll yeah. Do next Yahoo. time we'll do a Yahoo Two Brains. That's mm -hmm. I've totally forgot about it. We'll do it. This. Are you on with me tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Let's do the Yahoo Two Brains tomorrow. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And uh, have a great evening. Let's crush it here. Knock it out. And. Uh, Think it's time for some takedowns. Hey, we just got some news on the magic. Um, starting lineup Franz Wagner, Terrence Ross, Paula Bancaro, Bull Bull, and Wendell Carter Jr. Okay, we're gonna make a change.
we're going to get RJ Hampton out of the lineup. Okay. So that makes the situation we can do live instead of having to do it in Discord and on Twitter. So that takes him out. That what? Oh, we also got Anthony Davis ruled out. So there you go. There's some. Oh, more. damn. Okay. Right. I got it, coach. I got us. Trust me. <laughs> I, I would I would like to put LeBron in there. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. So what I'm thinking is we'll take Joker out. Yo- Jokic. Joker? <laughs> the Joker. Okay. Then, um, put, can you put Bull Bull in? I put Bull Bull at center. I did. Okay. And that leaves you with 5,900 for point guard. But who did you put uh, – where did you put LeBron? Oh, I put LeBron at – sorry, I put LeBron at small forward where Terry Eason was, unless you want to put where uh, Lloyd no. was. No, I'd love to do that. All right, so I'm going to put Bowl Bowl at center. I'm going to put LeBron – I knew Davis wasn't going to play. I just mm-hmm. knew it. All right, and that gives me – let me make sure I got this right. 5,900 at point guard. So do we have a good option there? Let's see. Hopefully we do. Scanning down. Uh, If not, if not, we can move sharp over to um, point guard. Okay. That'd give me 5,900 for a shooting guard. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, I can't. We can move Maxi. Yeah, we can move Maxi over to shooting guard. All right, I I found who I wanted. Oh, okay. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. I'd I'd like to go up three hundred bucks somewhere. Where are you wanting to go to? I, I'd I'd like to grab Kelly Oubre again. Okay, at shooting guard. Yeah, if, if we move sharp up to point. We can't we do sh- that because sharp is only shooting guard eligible. I didn't know that. Oh. Do okay. you want to stay with Josh Hart? Yeah, I want exposure to that last game. You know, well, I'm I mean, a- sharp is the last game too, so that's what I was asking. Uh, not because it's the last game either. I just like that game script. Right. Right, but Sharp and uh, other teammates, so that's reason. Let me take a quick look at Jamal Murray and see how many minutes he's playing. 27, 26, 27 against that Utah backcourt. All right, let's let's give Jamal a ring. Let's okay. give him a try. I, I don't think he's going to break the slate, but if he can get us 30, I think he can get us 30. Don't and you I'll think? have to- yeah, I'll have to come off of um, Maxi, but I'm all right. Uh, I'll Why? go with Jalen Jalen Noel at 5200. Well, you don't because, need to. Well, I because have, no, go ahead, go ahead. I have Jamal Murray and Maxi, Sharp and Hart, Ben Caro and James, Markinen, Bogdanovich and Bull. Oh, okay. So we don't have Ubre then. Okay. Oh, that yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ubre would would mix mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did want Ubre in there, but and we do have five hundred bucks. Yeah. What do you think? Any possibility? 
of doing a, a double swap there or do you want to stay as is? Um, Murray, Maxi, Sharphart, Bancaro, James, Markinen, Bogdanovich, and Bowl. I think that's fine. Okay. And it's very contrarian. Sure. Yeah. I, I'll well, LeBron's going to be higher on now with AD out. Oh yeah, he'll okay. he'll be chalky now that he's out for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think we got to have him. And the fact that Bull's starting, he's going to go dead chalk too. Yeah, that's true. All right, my friends. I'm glad that news came out right before lock. Hopefully, everybody got those changes and our thoughts there. And like I said, you got to stay in touch throughout as news breaks because those changes are very important. Mm -hmm. All right. I don't see any other questions. I think we're good. We're all set. Thank you very much for listening in. We'll be back tomorrow at 445. Build a Yahoo GPP and we'll get some things going as well. One sec, coach. Just real yep. quick. Going to give my boom fantasy. DeMar DeRozan over 25 and a half points. Bog Bohan, excuse me, Bogdanovich over 19 and a half points. Okay. And I'll post my two in Discord for the members. Mm -hmm. And also, if you're uh, a member, jump or whatever, uh, play our NFL uh, game with us this weekend. Uh, get in there. And uh, I won that the week before last. Last week, not so much, but uh, I'm planning on winning it again. So if you want to come in and finish second, come on and play. Come on. Yeah. Like that that one. What's that one? Uh, I can't even do that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yep. So we'll post that in Discord. We have that NFL contest on Sunday, and then we'll be back tomorrow. So. Thank good. you, everybody. We got it going. We'll be posting in about 15 minutes in Discord for members. Have a great day. Enjoy your Friday evening. Be safe out there. We'll be back tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA, DFS, and Boom Fantasy.